Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. How creative are you at work? I think in a lot of ways we take this for granted these days that you can even be creative at work, but that never used to be the case. I mean, work used to be repetitive or very labor intensive physically. For many people, it still is too. But then creativity emerged as a, a trait in the workforce, something that was unique and valued. And is that something that is maybe changing again because of technology and artificial intelligence? Well, Samuel Franklin is a cultural history researcher at the Delft University of Technology and the author of The Cult of Creativity, a Surprisingly Short History, and joins us now. Samuel, thanks for being here. Hi, Sammy. It's great to be here. When did creativity start to be important in the workplace? Well, people started talking about something called creativity in about the 1950s and 60s, and that's where the kind of discourse that we're familiar with comes from. Of course, people have been talking about things like imagination or genius or ingenuity for a long time. But I think it was a bit at the margins and it didn't coalesce into this kind of concept we have today of creativity of this personal attribute that someone might have, be able to foster, you know, that we might actually be able to find something out about scientifically until, yeah, after World War II. Right. It was a rise of kind of critical thinking in the workplace, right? Yeah. So there was this sense that, uh, in mass society that had kind of reached its peak in the 50s, you know, the big corporations, big government agencies, everything was big, big, big and bureaucratic. There was this fear that um, actually people's ingenuity and an individual and I guess like, uh, yeah, kind of excitement and work was going away. And so they started worrying that this was going to maybe slow down innovation or just cause alienation and dissatisfaction with work. So that's when it started. And it was during a time where innovation was starting to become more and more important for more and more people, technological innovation for military reasons, for consumer uh, capitalism reasons. So it became a, a real source of uh, anxiety for the people who are running the whole system. Right. How are we going to get people to, you know, come up with new stuff faster? And it, it was a way, we, I think we also saw it as a way of protecting ourselves, right? From, from having that job or from being laid off, from having your job outsourced or your job going elsewhere. It was like, no, no, I'm creative, therefore I'm needed. Yeah. Absolutely. All the way back in the 1950s, computers were starting to move into the white collar workplace. Now, automation had been de-skilling and, and wiping out blue collar jobs for, for a long time already. But suddenly the machines were taking over the, the, the so-called brain work sector. And so people were looking for, okay, what is that human thing that, like you said, I can still do that a machine can't do. And for a long time, creativity seemed like that thing. So what's happening now, though? Because I feel like with all these stories of artificial intelligence, AI and, and GPT chat, all those things, it's kind of taking over that space a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's really kind of messing with it because for a long time, we, we kept saying this, this mantra that creativity would protect you from, from, the, from automation, from computers, but also, like you said, from, from outsourcing, from de-skilling, that that would be the thing, whether you're a designer or, or a 
or just or just being cr- really creative in whatever job you have that that would protect you. And now we're seeing computers do a lot of the things that we think of as creative. Now I'm not here to say that computers are or aren't creative, but if it's just a matter of uh, coming up with a design or uh, you know solving a problem in a new way um, or coming up with some text, some copy um, for for content or you know which a lot of us are in the business of generating right. some kind of content, you know the computers can do that pretty well now, and it's they're already journalists, they're already uh, you know we're already reading some of their their products. So yeah, it's really kind of messing not just with our jobs, which I think is kind of probably the most important thing, but also with our self-conceptions, which but, with our very ideas of what it means to be human. But we did it to ourselves. That's the part that gets me is that in our creativity, uh-huh. we did it to ourselves. Yeah, there's an irony, right? That we invented so much, yes. our way into this. Yeah. So then where do we go from here? Do we see ourselves being supplanted by this? I don't know. You know, people are talking about it in a lot of different ways. A lot of people say, okay, these are just going to be tools that we can use that uh, creative people, for example, writers or artists or whatever, can use to be even more creative, uh, to come up with stuff even faster. I I think that's a little weird because one of the reasons that we have um, valued so-called creative work for, for so long is actually because it's some of the the few areas of work um, that are, I guess you could say, not alienated, right? Where you get to pick your project more or less and pick how you're going to do it and you get to see it through and struggle with all the quite non, non-creative non aspects of it, the struggling, making mistakes, the doing things over and over again, um, trying to perfect the technique, and then you get something beautiful in the end. And I think that whole kind of process is one of the things that we love about creative work. And now we're kind of uh, being told that it's great because now anyone can make a movie. Well, <laughs> if you don't get to go through the whole process of making the movie, have you really made a movie in any meaningful sense? That's so true. So I'm not sure. So we have more work to do. We have to pivot once again, I would say. Yeah, we're going to keep having to think of uh, what we care about, what we value, what it means to be human. We sure do. Thank you so much for that discussion this morning. Yeah, I I hope it was useful. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. That's Dr. Samuel Franklin, uh, who is a cultural history researcher at the Delft University of Technology and the author of The Cult of Creativity, a surprisingly short history about how creativity became necessary for jobs post-World War II.